Hey everyone, before we start on this episode, we wanted to let you know that you can watch our Catalog and Cocktails episodes live with us every Wednesday via Zoom. Check the link in our channel bio for more information, and we hope you join us in the discussion in real time. Now, let's get back to the episode. Hello, hello, everyone. Welcome to your latest installment of Cataloging Cocktails. This is your weekly live hangout, which is an honest, no BS, non-salesy conversation about data management with tasty ideas and tasty beverages. So we've got Tim Gasper here, Director of Product over at Data.World. And I'm Juan Cicada. I'm the Principal Scientist here at Data.World. Yeah, welcome everyone. And one special announcement that we have today is that uh, next week we do have our Data.World Summit, Wednesday, September 23rd. It's a, a half day of uh, new ideas, practical guidance, and uh, journeys into sort of the latest innovations around data practices, technology, and leadership. Uh, the headliner is um, former uh, chief scientist of the U.S., uh, DJ Patil, uh, as well as a, a bunch of other really awesome speakers. Um, so please uh, make sure you check that out, data.world slash events slash summit. Yeah, we also have uh, Dr. Amy Kirschkoff. She's a three-time CDO, so that's going to she's bring in a lot of great perspectives. So we Yeah, really excited about that one. Um, so actually, as a, another quick announcement, uh, so our next Catalog and Cocktails next week will be instead of 4 p.m. Central, we'll be at 1.30 because we will do a closing kind of ceremony Q&A with our speakers from our summit at a special edition of Catalog and Cocktails. Um, so that's why it's really cool to be able to be here with live and then have these conversations with everybody else afterwards. Uh, and you can also listen to us at, as, in, our, in our podcast. You can find us on Apple Podcasts and Spotify. And uh, what are you drinking, Tim? What are you doing? What's up? Yes, let's get to the meat here, which is what we're drinking. Um, I am drinking a, a Hemingway daiquiri today. Um, I'll paste the link to it, but it's kind of like your traditional sort of rum daiquiri, but uh, with, uh, with grapefruit cordial in it. Um, so pretty yummy. What, what are you uh, drinking? That's fancy. I'm having a, a, just a dark and stormy. Oh, okay. Classic drink. And I, it always ends up as like, what do I have here in my bar, my fridge I can go make a drink with? And, and that was a nice combination. So... <laughs> Nice. I like it. Yeah, let me get my little link in the chat here, too. So cheers, Juan. All right. Cheers, my friend. Always great to have a pause in the, in the week and have this conversation. And, and thanks for everybody joining us here live and everybody who's going to be listening to us on the podcast later on. Well, yeah. I'm super excited. I'm always excited about this. And I, it's always, I always say this one is really exciting. Uh, but this, they're all exciting. All these topics that we talk about. Again, no, no BS, honest conversation here. And one of the topics that comes a lot is about build versus buy, the big famous build versus buy. And I think this applies to any type of, of software product. Uh, but here we're going to talk about build versus buy on the catalog space. And I think I find it, we find it super interesting because there's a lot of open source tools out there that people have done, people meaning big, big companies. And there is this tendency of, wait, if other people have done it, why should I go buy a data catalog? I should go build it. And it's a very valid argument. And I think here we want to go kind of uh, play debate. I mean, I, I really didn't do debate in high school or anything, but this is going to be fun. <laughs> yeah, we were trying to decide, like, what's the right format here? Should we do like Lincoln Douglas style? Like, I got to start with two minute opening statement or, you know. 
but we we figure we'll go for it kind of casual here and uh i'm gonna put on my uh, little devil horns and i'm gonna be the uh the build guy and i'm gonna talk about sort of why we should be building and uh juan's gonna take a little bit more of the persona of um of, of buy right and so we're gonna we're gonna kind of work through some different things here and 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 see uh see where we land all right well go tim convince me why should somebody go build a data catalog instead of buy one so let's start off real quick. And by the way, for those who are here live, feel free to chime in with your comments or questions in the chat and we'll, we'll keep an eye on that. Um, you know, just remembering sort of the value of a catalog, right? Where you've got all these different data systems you wanna be able to find, understand and sort of use your data, right? We wanna create a good culture of self-service. So, you know, all that, you know, we're not gonna dive into data catalogs right now. So let's assume that y'all have some, some ideas there and. Uh, feel free to, to do some more research online or at our website to learn more about data catalogs. But, you know, let's say you've decided you want to implement a data catalog, right? You want to create that index for your data. You want to make it searchable. You want to make it so that people can put that data to use more easily. There is a lot of really great open source tooling out there. If you look at the last handful of years here, companies like Twitter, Airbnb, Netflix, LinkedIn, Lyft, Airbnb, Shopify, Spotify, they've all been working on these internal data catalogs and actually quite a few of them have open sourced that technology. And so you can go, you know, check out things like uh, Atlas, which is more Hadoop oriented, but that's sort of Apache foundation. That, that's a really interesting project. Uh, things like uh, Adminson, which was uh, uh, created by Lyft and put out there. Uh, Medicat by Netflix, Marquez by WeWork, um, you know, whatever you think about their co-working capabilities, they put together a nice little catalog um, and, uh, and you can leverage these things and, and put them to work. So, you know, open source technology is out there. Uh, what, what do you think about that, Juan? So open source is out there and we, and, and well, the, the famous phrase, right? Is it, it, it's free, but is it free like free beer, like puppies, right? So, so th that's one aspect. So how much do we actually have to go invest to actually go implement this? And then if I think about it, if we think about it, there's so many of these tools, you just named them, you named five or six. Why are there already five or six open source tools? I mean, isn't that already an indicator that nobody like everybody is so unique that it's always going to be so different i mean shouldn't there just have been one or there could have been a consortium or like apache should have done it why so many i mean that's already an indicator that it's just going to get so fuzzy and complicated well i think i think that's a good question i think it's uh it's early days you know i think that a lot of companies have started to build out their data lakes they've started to build out their data warehouses so some of that foundation is now in place and they're trying to figure out, hey, how do I get Tableau and all these tools to, to put these sort of different data assets to work? And so, you know, yeah, right now there's a little bit of, of sprawl, a little bit of uh, a dispersion, but over time that's going to consolidate, right? And maybe soon there's going to be, um, you know, an Apache tool or something around this, but that shouldn't stop companies from, from innovating and building out their sort of lab capability and, and, uh, and trying one of these things out, right? All right, uh, you got to keep going. Go with your next argument. Let's see. <laughs> All right, so I'm we'll keep going. around, and then I'm going to give you my arguments of why you should not build and you should go buy. <laughs> keep going. Let's see. All right, so another thing is is that you know we're starting to embrace things like data ops and DevOps, and in general, we're trying to build up stronger data capabilities within our companies. And so 
you know, what, what better to provide that sort of interface from your data team to the rest of the people in your company than not just a catalog that you're getting off the shelf off of some random vendor, but something that you've built that really has your stamp on it that's unique to your specific use cases, right? Okay, fair point. So, you, so you're building a tool for the people who are actually building it, right? So I'm like, I'm, the, I'm building the tool that I want. Mm -hmm. Okay, that, that, I'll give you that argument. But I don't think the tool, a data catalog, is a tool just for the tech people. It's the, the, the true data democratization is you want, the, you want a data catalog to enable all of your data people within your organization. So, okay, if, I'll give you this. If, you, if your focus is to satisfy the needs of the data producers, the technical folks, okay, I think that would be an argument to go build. But I don't think that's the true kind of the goal that people want in an organization is that you want everybody to go find the data. You want to eliminate the bottlenecks for IT. You don't want the business consumers to have to go talk to the IT. You want them to go find their own data on their own. And and simply people are not, don't, they don't know how to do user interfaces and stuff for the data consumers, uh, for, for business people, for non-technical folks. So, right, so if, if your goal is to really just satisfy the tech folks, all right, fine. But that's a very, I think, concrete use case. And I, and I wonder if that's what, if people actually do have that use case in the practice, if their goal is to go satisfy the tech. Fair point, fair point. I'll give you that because you know, a lot of these open source tools do have interfaces that are, you know, if you're familiar with some of these terms, very bootstrappy in the sense that, you know, they're, they're pretty simplistic. They're not necessarily designed with the wider business users in mind, but, you know, maybe that's not where you need to start, or maybe you do just need a catalog for your most technical users and that can work, right? This fits your needs for that. So uh, another point, which is interesting, I'm curious on, on, on your rebuttal on this one is around people right? And, and sort of the amount of resources that need to go into this. Um, you know, obviously one of the benefits of open source, and I know, you know, free like puppies versus free like beer, right? But like, like you know, open source is, is free, right? And it's something where, you know, we can put that to use, we can start experimenting with it, and we don't have to worry about these complex, uh, you know, POC cycles and things like that, right? Well, I mean, but but people here cost money, right? So you you still need to have internal support for this. So let's say you're going to go build, going to go reuse an existing open source tool. Okay, yeah, we we always argue that there's going to be a community of people around it. Fine, but then uh, but are, is the community going to satisfy your particular needs? If you actually have a particular need that you that that you need to get done. Are you just, you think the community is going to go out there and just do it for free? Like, no, you probably either need to go staff up internally to go do that implementation, go hire somebody else to go do that. And, and that's, that's a cost right there. So, I mean, I think there's always going to be a cost and it's going to be a cost on the people that you need to get involved. It's a cost on the time too. Time is money here. And, and frankly, you need cash to go do all this stuff too. Right. Um, I mean, yeah. There's a community out there, but I think it is everybody will have different things they want to get done, and you really want to have a trusted partner, not just a quote unquote community. No, that's true. That's true. And I, I think that um, obviously the community around some of these open source tools is uh, 
it's a little nascent right now, right? As you mentioned earlier, there isn't like, you know, the one Apache tool to rule them all that had the, you know, the momentum of something like Hadoop or something like that, right? Five, five or 10 years ago, right? So, but, so that's an argument that if you would have something that would become like a Hadoop that literally the entire world got around that. And then it was like, why wouldn't you use Hadoop, right? That could happen. And, and yeah, I'll give you that, that could happen. And then you'll have, but then end, you end up having then companies like Cloudera and Hortonworks that they ended up supporting that. Yeah. Will we, will we see that in the data catalog space? I don't know. Yeah, that's a good point. Yeah, and somebody, but here's the thing is that somebody needs to go build. Right now, there are what, five or six of these open source tools out there. Is one of them going to come out? Is another one going to come in? Like, I don't know. Well, but isn't that exciting that we get to decide who the winners and the losers are in this? Like, uh, you know, if you like Adminson or you like Marquez, like you get to vote with, uh, go ahead, go on GitHub, go star that repo, right? Okay, fair point. But then how, <laughs> how do you deal then with like the, 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 how do the economics align here? I mean, you have to have, a, you, you have to have basically a, a large budget for today and don't you need to have a large budget for tomorrow because you're going to go implement this today and you're supporting it yourself and and if you're not a company who is uh, who's used to building software like you don't, that's not in your dna i mean you need to either have a lot of money you need to have a lot of time and you need to have a lot of people who's going to go do that i guess if you have those three things probably a good candidate to go build but i don't know how many people out there have a lot of money a lot of time and, and um and a lot of people. I, I think that's a, a very fair point, right? And, you know, I think that if you have a very open source centric culture, and if you have, um, you know, the sort of resources where you can have some people focused on this initiative, figuring out how to put some of that tooling to work, maybe, maybe you even don't want to use some of that open source tooling, maybe you want to build your own even, right? You have the money, you have the people, and, and ideally, you know, you don't have a ton of urgency, right? Because if you're really trying to move fast, you know, there's something to be said around leveraging a vendor to help you with this or, lending, you know, even bringing in some services folks and things like that to help with that. And so I, I agree with you. I think that the economics do have to align. Uh, and if they do, right, if you do have some, some data ops and DevOps folks, you know, especially if they're in sort of a labs group or something like that, You've got you've got time, right? You've got some some ability to to sort of roll this out over the course of you know many months, maybe even a couple of years. Um, maybe you even want to actually contribute back to the community, right? You wanna you wanna actually build out some new features. You're like, man, you know what? Adminson doesn't have lineage for these five data sources that we use internally. Like, uh, let's go build that and let's contribute it, right? Um, obviously, you have that ability to do that, and you know that's not for everyone, but it can be for some people, right? Yeah, I, I mean, this, this, I go to see this as placing a bet, right? But then if you're going to go place a bet, you probably need to be in a really good position to go do that. So I think my, my point is going to be that not everybody is going to be in a position to place a bet on going to go build. Mm -hmm. and, and people, some others will be. And I think go for it. We, we, apparently, there's a lot of these companies who are being successful at building their own thing. Great. I mean, I think the, the latest one that we saw was uh, with the folks at Shopify, right? They built their own thing. And, and, and we've actually had conversations with them who wanted to go learn what they were doing. And they seem to be having success around that. But I, I, but I think there's some arguments. So I need to go flipping out of my side on uh, 
on 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 the buy unless you got more more arguments for me well the one other argument that i'll say in addition to you know open source and and sort of tailoring and and you know things like that is going to be uh, is vendor lock-in right there's something to be said about not being tied to to a single vendor and being able to um uh you know to kind of uh, choose your own adventure right and uh and not be beholden to a locked in set of proprietary standards or a black box or something like that so um you know all that that's more kudos on the side of diy and and uh and open source and that's that's kind of what i got on my side so well, so so that, that's a fair point on the vendor lock-in thing but i think that's a so you're we probably associate vendors and commercial as like oh this black thing it's all bad right we shouldn't go do that when i'm like no and, and and let me let me use that as as, as uh, to pivot on, on arguments for why you should go buy. First of all, you are not you should not just go buy a tool off the shelf from a vendor and then that's it you're off and you're you're on your own. Like that you're that's not what you should be buying. All right, you need to be is buying from somebody who is not just a vendor but is a partner. Right, so you know that you are not that you you have visibility of what is going on. Uh, with, with that company, what they're building, and you can actually influence the stuff uh, from them. And, and I think part and and in in things that I I'm hesitant to say this, but I'm going to put this as a quick parenthesis here, and you sound a little bit salesy. I hate doing this. Sorry. Build on open standards, right? And that's what that's what we've done at Data.World. So you can actually go reuse the data out there, right? I think that's important. And I think that would be an argument for any vendor to say, hey, people are afraid of buying because of vendor lock-in, make sure you use open standards so you can, so that's a way to alleviate that, that, that standard, right? So by the way, I realized that's not just salesy for data.world, that's like an, an argument for any people, any vendor, go use open standards, right? So that's one of the things I would say, like you, you really want to partner, you want to partner with a partner. You don't want to just go make deal with a vendor. Uh, so that's one, that's one important argument. Another one I'm going to go is I need to hit the ground running today. I need, I don't have time, right? I think an, an argument that you're saying on your side to go build is that uh, I got time and got money, but what if I don't, what if I have money, but I don't have time? And I really cannot, and I may not, I may even have the people or may not have the people, but I don't, I, I really need to hit the ground running because I have so much work, so much redundant work is being done. We need to be, give people the capabilities to go find their data. I need to hit the ground running today. And I want to be able to literally almost off the shelf, take something and hit the ground running. I mean, let me start off with those. What do you think? No, I think, I think that makes sense, but, uh, you know, do you think that, you know, the ROI is really that much better with, with, uh, with buying a solution from a vendor or do you know, is it, I mean, it's probably expensive and still takes a long time, right? Well, so look, I mean, we can see this kind of with short term, medium term and long term. And, and let, let me go look at the long term side is, is if, if you're building a piece of software that is, or extending an open source, that's going to be fundamental to how you manage your data within your organization. And we know that data is the new oil and yada, 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 right? Well, you also need to be prepared to go what I, to manage what I have today and also be prepared for what's coming up tomorrow, which we have no idea what's gonna happen. That means that we need to go innovate. And 
But if your business is, I don't know, if you're in insurance, right? If you're in e-commerce, you're in retail, like your goal is to innovate in your core, in, 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 in the core competency of your business, not to go innovate on data management. So why spend that energy on being able to go, um, to, to go do things that are not within the focus uh, for your business? So that ROI right there, that's really hard to go calculate. But if you think about it, the long run is, are you really going to spin up a team to go be prepared to go do and extend your software for anything that's gonna happen? Why not let other people innovate for you? And they're gonna do it much better and faster. They have much more experience too, right? Because they're gonna have many more customers that are gonna learn from that. And you're gonna gain from the experience of their other customers that they have. No, yeah, that, I mean, that's fair, that's fair. And uh, you know, I, I know that you know, when you're implementing a catalog, um, there's a lot of things to consider beyond just building and implementing and managing and supporting the catalog, right? You're implementing governance processes. You're implementing curation around your data to create more, you know, productized things like data sets and things like that. You're, uh, you're trying to create enablement programs and literacy programs. And uh, that stuff takes time and energy and people too. So, I mean, I think that if you can throw the people at it, you know, there's a lot of benefits to the open source approach, but I can see what you're saying. I can see what you're saying. So let's go, we're debating here back and forth. Well, if we were to make a list of all the features, either the features that we need and we would put in the, put out the features that vendors have and we compare with the features that open source tools have, either who has more features and who has the possibility to go build more features and not just go build the features, later on actually be more innov be innovative and come up with the next feature that we're probably not even thinking about today. Who do you think can do that better, an open source community or actually the vendors? Well, that's hard because, you know, there isn't a huge open source community around these things yet. I mean, it's growing, it's happening, but it's not, you know, like we mentioned earlier, it's not like the Hadoops and things like that of the world. There aren't, you know, there isn't that level of activity around it yet. You know, I, I feel confident that companies like WeWork and Lyft and some of these bigger companies, you know, they're big companies. But that being said, you know, they, they have a couple of people working on these projects. So, you know, frankly, you know, although it's open source, it's free, it's something you can put to work very quickly. It is, um, it is less featureful, right? There are less features there than, than some of the vendor solutions. And, and, and going on the feature aspect, and, and I've had a conversation with many people when we have this discussion and, and their kind of their argument for build is that they have unique use cases and they're going to need unique features and i'm like really with all due respect do you really think you're that unique i mean obviously we all want to feel that we're special and stuff but if we're being very practical about it are you that unique and that particular feature that you're asking for that our that our data catalog doesn't do or another data catalog doesn't do do you really think that is a key feature that is going to enable you go solve so many problems and make so much money? Really? And if you genuinely really think that is the case, okay, go build. But I would be very, very skeptical about that. And I, I, I really want to go push people and say, if you really, do you really think you're that unique or not? And obviously you all want to think that we're special. And I think the way to go push on that is to align 
the, the tech needs, because this usually comes when we're having tech conversations, is align that with the business needs. And we realize, hey, to go satisfy these business needs, we need X amount of features. Oh, look at that. I either, I, that would be a good way of categorizing if a, a vendor has those features or an open source tool has those features. But then also think about, it's not just short term, think about medium term and long term, how's that gonna affect you, right? So are you that special? That, that's my question. Juan, I am special. <laughs> well, no, we're all special in some ways, but. Actually, no, I mean, I, actually, I would argue that if I am very special, I'll be, a, I'll be, I mean, that would probably be in your advantage that I, you probably have some special sauce that's making you better in your competitors. But if you're really that special, it's like, wow, then that's probably against me because I got to go deal with some, so much BS around while other people don't have to go deal with that. And my competitors probably don't have to go deal with that. They're going to hit the ground running. And I think that's another argument why you want to go by is that if your competitors already doing this and they're hitting the ground running and you're not, they're going to go beat you. That's so, true. I so mean, you that's where time to market matters a lot, right? I think that, uh, I mean, you're making some good points there. And I think that when you really zoom out, right, um, you look at companies like LinkedIn and Lyft and Airbnb and things like that, they obviously are kind of unique in the sense that they are very large. They have a very large number of data scientists and things like that. And, they, and they're very, an, uh, you know, a do-it-yourself engineering-centric kind of culture. You know, some companies align well with that, you know, maybe the Facebooks of the world and things like that, you know, that that really jives with them, right? Uh, but maybe uh, for a lot of companies, right, they really would rather have an approach that is a little faster, more dependable, um, and something where uh, they're not worried about having to drive their ent entire roadmap themselves, um, and, you know, being able to rely on a, a roadmap being driven by the vendor. So I, I, I can totally see that, but... Uh, Hey, free is pretty nice though, don't you think? <laughs> well, it's uh, is it a free beer? Is it free like puppies? Here's here's another thing to look about it. If, and if if you are a retail company, you're starting a business. Are you really going to go build your own order management system? No, you're just going to go buy Shopify, go use Magento. Like, are you going to go build your own database? No, you're going to go use Oracle or Snowflake. Hey, Snowflake. But that's hard. That's hard. Isn't catalog easy, though? Catalog's simple, right? Uh, well, so there are aspects of cataloging that you may consider simple. Uh, but again, I think the devil's in the details. And, and when you start getting to those details, you realize, wow, do I really want to own this? Right. And also think about in an organization, right? Is, is this part of your DNA? And I think, again, always 30 minutes will go by so quickly. Let's go try to wrap <laughs> up. Let's go try to wrap up here. So let, I mean, on, let's very honest. I know we've had a good kind of go build versus buy discussion. Let's sit down together and let's make a quick list. We, of, can, we can step out of character and, uh, of character and a little bit. Let's come to a, uh, an agreement. An right? Agreement. So let's, let's, let's kind of think out takeaways. Why would you want to go build? Honestly. I mean, building, I think if in your organization, you have a DNA of building software, of, of doing open source, of, of, of contributing open source, that's already a factor involved because you're, I mean, you're, the culture in your company, the people in your company like that, they enjoy it. They go work at your company because they get to go do that stuff. And I think that's already on. on. So when, when you think about, do I have the people today and will I have the people tomorrow? If that's part of your culture, Maybe you're already on the path for building, I would think.
So that kind of the culture and the people thing are going together. Like that's that's one aspect I think. What else would you add on the list of things to go build? Um, I actually really like one of the comments that was posted here, which is uh, um, uh, by Mark, which is that um, you know if you if you kind of have a clear vision of what you're trying to do and you have those people, you have those resources, go execute on your vision, right? I mean that's that's pretty cool, but. Um, you know, a lot of companies are dealing with problems that are much bigger and broader and, and, and aren't able to simply say, let me peel off 10 people to go do this thing for the next two years, right? Okay, yeah, so I'm, I'm writing this down here. So you have a strong vision and you wanna go execute it. Perfect, go, let's go do that. And I would also say that, let's be frank, you have to have money. I mean, you, you, like, you have to be an Uber, a Lyft, a Netflix, you have a lot of cash and you can go spend on that, right? Uh, I think that's a, that's a big argument there. Yeah, so, and I think not just because you need the, the people and the, uh, and the sort of the resources to do that, but also to that point around features and things like that, the open source set of tools out there are not at the level as what you know, some vendors are able to provide. And so you're talking about like development, there's product development going into this, right? Okay. so. Four things, it's, a, it's in your culture, it's in your DNA, you have the people to go do that. Second, you have a strong vision, you wanna go execute on it. Third, you got the money to go do it. And fourth, you have unique, you have a unique cases, unique uh, use cases, unique, unique use cases. Yeah, okay. exactly. All right, that's good, that's a good nice synthesis here. So why would you wanna go buy? I will start, number one, is that um, you wanna hit the ground running. Right, so it means that you don't have time. You don't have time. Um, that I think another argument is that you want to partner with somebody who will will help you, who will innovate for you, basically. Mm -hmm. So you don't want to. You want to focus on your core, uh, your your core competency, your company, and you let other people, meaning the vendor who's your partner, go innovate for you. I helped you. You helped me. Give me my arguments. <laughs> no, th those are, those are good ones. And I think the next one is, um, you really want to maximize your ROI because I, I think there's a lot of reason why when you look at the grand scheme of how you're allocating people and process um, in your company. Um, do you want to spend that money and effort and energy into building the tool? or making it work within your business, right? And I think that where the investment needs to go to get traction is in making it work for your business and thinking about specifically how to make data practices and data culture and data governance work in your company. And, and that's not, and that's where you wanna spend your time and energy not in building the catalog. All right, so to sum up here, takeaway, why would you build? It's in your culture, in your DNA, you got the people. You have a strong vision, want to go execute on that vision. You've got a lot of cash and you have very unique use cases. On the, other, on the flip side, why do you want to go buy is that you want to hit the ground running. You don't have time. Uh, you want to partner with the vendor who's going to help going to innovate for you. They can learn from their other customers. You need to go maximize your ROI, right? And, and you're not a software development shop, right? You're not, you don't know how to go develop software and you want to have a catalog that is built for all people, not just for the technical folks. With that, Tim, always a pleasure. Cheers. Happy Wednesday. And see you next week. Cheers. <laughs>